Welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you are new here, a very special welcome. My name is Maddie Maple, and I am a confidence coach, and on this podcast, we talk all things confidence and manifestation, and I am so, so excited to have you here. This episode is a good one, you guys. This episode is a... It's a good one. It's a long one, and it's a good one because we just could not stop. We just had to keep it going uh, for this interview. This interview is with Danielle, also known as Feeling Well with Danielle on Instagram, and I am just going to let her introduce herself. (laughs) I'm not going to make this intro any longer than it needs to be because we say everything that is needed to be said in this episode. We get deep, we get vulnerable, we talk about, you know, the fears of leaving a corporate job, going to work for yourself. She shares so many good tidbits from her date with Destiny that she just did with Tony Robbins. We talk about relationships and and going on a spiritual journey uh, while you're in a relationship. There is just so much in here, so much in here, and I'm so excited for you guys to dive in and be taken on on this journey through this podcast episode and just get what you need out of it and leave what you don't, but honestly, you could listen to this episode probably like 50 times and get something different out of it every single time, so this is definitely going to be one that I re-listen to. I don't usually re-listen to my podcast episodes. Sometimes I'll like skim through it, but I usually do not listen to my own podcast. I post it and it's it's out there. But this one I'm definitely have to definitely gonna have to to re-listen to a couple times because yeah, there's so much good in here. So I hope you guys absolutely love this one and and just enjoy everything that Danielle has to say. Um and yeah, with that being said, here is the interview. All right, guys, I am here with Danielle Rosner, also known as Feeling Well with Danielle on Instagram. She is a certified health and nutrition coach and a lifestyle entrepreneur, uh, health junkie, shuffler, uh, beautiful example of confidence in my eyes. And I am so, so excited to have her on the podcast. Um, Say hello to everybody. Hi. Hello, everyone. Maddie, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm so excited to be here. We were just chatting a little bit before, and I was so drawn to your page and this femininity, like this feminine energy um, that I know is at my core that I've learned this weekend, and that's why I knew I was just so drawn to you and your butterfly, the tattoos, that's our that's my sign over here. So I'm just so excited to talk to your audience, to your girls, and just honored to be on here. Yes. It's so funny, you guys. Like, I, as soon as she slid into my DMs, I was like, I love this girl. We like instantly connected. We're sending videos back and forth. And of course we both have butterfly tattoos in like the exact same spot. So funny. So, uh, yeah, before we dive into the episode, go ahead and introduce yourself just a little bit about who you are, where you're located, what you're passionate about, what kind of work do you do? Just share anything with us that you feel inspired to share so we can really get to know you. 
Yeah. Okay. So I am born and raised in New York. Uh, I'm 32 years old and finally have come home to myself in the last three years. I know we talk a lot about like finding ourselves, but ultimately it's really about just coming home to yourself and realizing the things that bring you so much joy um, and letting go of the things that don't serve you anymore. Mm -hmm. I uh, quickly, I'll give you a little background, but I was a corporate recruiter in New York City for about nine years. And I really just kind of went through the programming of what society tells you that the norm is, which is like, go to college, right? Get a degree, maybe get a business degree, go work a corporate job, climb the corporate ladder, get married super early, be a young mom, and didn't ever question that. And I remember just... Uh, I job hopped a lot because I was just chasing money, right? Like you want more success and I'm quoting success um, because success is different for everybody. But in, but in terms of where I was like, make more money and get a promotion. So I job hopped a lot and I realized that I was just running away from what truly made me happy, but living in New York city, it's expensive. And you know, just the runaround of that. So um, at my last job, I just remember sitting at my, in my cubicle in the, the black hole that is Instagram, comparing my life to everybody else. How is she so pretty? How is she so skinny? How are they traveling all the time? Why? Are they, how are they so happy? And I was just like the shell of myself. Mm -hmm. I was so unhappy and it didn't matter. You know, I was making six figures. I was on paper, I had everything. Um, but I was so deeply insecure and unhappy with myself and I couldn't picture doing this, doing this type of work any longer. Uh, my husband and I at the time were dating and we were basically on the rocks going to end our relationship. And I struggled with severe disordered eating, mm -hmm. body dysmorphia my entire life. And just how I was just uh, feeding myself with Adderall, which could be a discussion for another day, but mm -hmm. it was just an unhealthy cycle. But from the outside, I was disciplined, right? I meal prepped my meals, but I was under eating. I went to the gym every day, but it was a form of punishment, but people saw something that wasn't the reality, which is the reality is that we all see a highlight reel. We don't see what's going on and, you know, underneath. And, um, I just remember looking up right after this one day at work, just saying like, I can't do this anymore. Something has to change. Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine had told me about the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to become a holistic health coach, a nutrition coach. And I thought, wow, amazing. Let me like, help myself. People always ask me all the time. So maybe I can get clients that way. Um, and I went through that certification, but quickly realized that I couldn't, I wanted to leave my job. Essentially. I wanted to leave corporate America and do something on my own, but I realized that one-on-one -on -one coaching, the amount of research and time that that takes, I wasn't able to fully walk away from my job. And then I ended up partnering up with a company called Beachbody. And I've been doing that for almost three years and my business exploded. Um, I've since left my corporate job two and a half, you know, two years ago already. Um, and, you know, earning what I was earning in my full-time career and now just trying to make the world a better place, contribute, you know, growth, um, love, connection, supporting community, especially in 2020 right now, like just making sure that women have the tools to take care of themselves with movement, with nutrition, with, uh, with meditation, and, and just like having fun in the process. So that's a little bit about me. Oh, such a good story. Such a good story. And uh, there's so much that I want to dive into here. Thank you so much for that. First of all, coming home to yourself, not finding yourself coming home to yourself. Do you feel like for a while there you were trying to quote unquote find yourself? And when did it shift to realizing, okay, I can't go out and 
find myself in different things, it really is turning, turning back inward almost like, when did you make that shift? How did you even make that shift? So in my last, uh, before I met my husband, I was in a four and a half year relationship. And for the women out there who maybe attended college and you were the mistress to someone, that's what I was. I was the second, you know, the second choice to a guy. Um, and for four years of my life, just crying all the time. Why am I not good enough? Why am I not good enough? What's wrong with me? Cause he would always come to me and then go back to his then girlfriend. Fast forward, I graduated college, we got together, this guy and I, and we ended up dating for almost five years. And what I realized from that relationship, I, I, adore, I he has this very special place in my heart now, but um, I was never in love with him. I was, I was yearning for his affection and his attention because I wasn't good enough. And I didn't understand that. So I, I now know looking back that that wasn't what in love, that's not what we all deserve. We deserve head over heels, passionate love, but that wasn't what that was. So he and I were living together for about a year. And when our lease was up, I decided that I wanted to move out. And I, and I said this exactly to him. Like, I have nothing for myself. I depend solely on you for my happiness. I don't do anything else besides go out and party. That's where I was at, at 23, 24, 25 years old um, on the weekends. And I, and I don't have friends. You know, I really, we really depended on each other. It was very codependent and unhealthy. Um, so I moved out. We stayed together for six months. And then right the day after my birthday, I broke up with him. At the same time, my best friend, I was a maid of honor. I introduced her husband. We had a falling out. So I, I went from everyone that I, you know, people I went to college with, people within my life for eight and a half years and a best friend that I was her maid of honor to no, nothing, no one. And that was the, one of the hardest times in my life. And I was forced to be like, Danielle, you have to go, find the things that bring you joy, find some things that make you happy. And it forced me to reflect and look within like, okay, and just try new things. Right. And I, at the same time, I was in therapy twice a week for four and a half years. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. You need to express your emotions and get it out. You cannot suppress this stuff. Yeah. So I remembered when I was younger, I used to sing, I would take singing lessons, you know, and I, I, I always, I think I'm very funny. I love to laugh. So I started to take singing lessons um, I started to go to comedy clubs by myself. I would go to Broadway shows by myself. I'd go to cooking classes just to, just to try. And it, you guys, I, ladies, mm -hmm. if there are men listening to, but I was so uncomfortable. I was so afraid. But what I've learned is that you have to, growth forces you, you have to take uncomfortable action. It's the only way you'll grow. I remember going to a comedy show and there, there was, 15 girls, a group of 15 girls from my ex that I used to hang out with. They were all going to the same comedy show I was and I was scared and I was embarrassed. And, you know, I didn't, I hid because I didn't know I felt like ashamed going somewhere by myself, which is ridiculous. Right. But I just forced myself to put myself in uncomfortable situations to see what I could like, what I would like to, you know? Um, and then the universe put my husband in my life. Six weeks later, we met on an app, mm -hmm. which is so amazing. Um, I think he, I think the universe saw that I was, I knew I was ready for the next level in my life and was going to try other things to put myself out there. And, and the universe provided that gift for me. It is so funny that you, that our stories are exactly the same in so many ways. I mm. dated someone as well. Like my girls know this, if they've listened from the beginning, I talked about this, but I went through a relationship for like three years where I was not Maddie. I was only Maddie with this person. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you take that person out of the picture, I was literally left with like, 
who the fuck am I? What do I even like? Like I, I would just sit there and wait for him to get off work. I would just sit there and wait for him to be done with his friends. I would, sister. I would just wait. I would just wait. I would just wait. I didn't have my own life. It was really, really tough for me to finally let go of that because when you, how you're just saying, like you were left with nothing, everything that you had for years and years and years, yours, uh, is, is even more intense than mine. (laughs) After being with someone for five years, losing your best friend as well, really, really, truly losing everything. But me, my little high school stuff, high school self felt like she like lost her whole world. (laughs) And I was like, what do I even do? What do I even do? Yeah. And then the moment you start finding, you start coming home, you start coming home to yourself. You start finding the things that you love doing the scary things. That is when you manifest your authentic partner. That is when you manifest your authentic job, money, everything, really everything. Well, let me tell you something also. Yes. I found my husband through that, but ladies, let me, (laughs) the universe will provide, but the universe still provides lessons and challenges just to have you overcome, right? So my husband, who's now in my life, we met six weeks after, we quickly fell in love, we moved in together within a year, and then the unhappiness of our career and the stress, we we ended up breaking up for four and a half months, Mm -hmm. and uh, which left me alone again to figure it out. And then we, we did end up getting back together, ended up getting married. But I will say, I will say this, um, he's the greatest gift in my life. In hindsight, mm-hmm. I, I do wish that I spent a little more time by myself before I met him to really have that independence because I'm going through that now. So now at this stage of my life, I want to be self-reliant. I'm going, I'm doing the inner spiritual work and to heal and to grow. And, and my partner is not on that journey. So it's, it's been interesting. It's been interesting to hear or to, to see from his perspective, what it is that I'm doing. Like sometimes if we get into an argument, he'll say that I'm being selfish and, and he's right because mm-hmm. doing the work on yourself you have to be selfish. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that's the that's discussion. Selfish. Yeah. That's because, because you know what, God forbid, I mean, I, I hope to be together with my partner forever, but at the end of the day, like if he goes, who do you have? You have you, you have to be okay being on your own and finding the things that spark joy and bring energy into your life because we have no one really but ourselves. So there were, there were definitely times where I wish that I'd spent a little bit more time alone to have that independence at 26, 27 years old, but I'm doing it now. I'm just doing it with the partner that he, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. He, he will resist me, but then like what, what he watches me and I lead by example and then he follows. Yeah. I was telling Danielle, I'm like, if it comes up within this episode, we need to talk about being on a spiritual journey or a personal development journey when maybe our, our man's is not. And Mm -hmm. you just, you just hit it right on the dot leading by example, just leading by example. And the whole thing about all we have is ourselves. If you have that solid foundation of like, you have yourself and you're fine by yourself and you have happiness by yourself and your hobbies by yourself and love by yourself, it makes the relationship so much happier and healthier Mm -hmm. and better because now you are not searching uh, for something through that person. You are not, um, yeah, depending on them for anything. You get to experience things together, but you're not um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like craving this thing for someone and then getting upset when you don't right. get it because you're hard to find by yourself. So it makes the relationship so much healthier. Um, it was definitely a struggle though. I think like, cause when you grow in turn and like you awaken these levels of consciousness, like for me, we, we both decided to go vegan together. So we've been vegan for three and a half years now. But wow. once I opened the door to that, I started really like questioning my conditioning and our programming. Like, well, what am I putting onto my skin for my skincare products? What am I cleaning my home with? What am I putting the Febreze in? What's that made with? What my clothes, like I really started questioning a lot of things. So when you enter these new levels of consciousness, it's like you really wake up. So from that element, we're kind of like on the same page, he and I, but then I started to dive deep into like Gabby Bernstein's work and like Deepak Chopra. And I'm just like, I, I, I believe I believe in the universe. I wake up every morning. Good morning, God. Thank you. I love you. How am I listening? How can I serve? When the when the leaves are on the trees and they're shaking, I'm waving back. Like I'm I'm talking to the aliens. I'm like, I, I'm <laughs> but in terms of like investing in like I, I just invested in these this Tony Robbins seminar, uh, three of them this year, uh, a Rachel Hollis conference, the Rise Conference, which is like $40 for nine hours of personal development. And he was not into it it at all, but he watched me and I would come down and tell him everything I was learning and the breakthroughs that I was having. And I'm, and he hears me upstairs screaming and crying and chanting and jumping. And, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I'm fucking growing. I'm shutting up my limiting beliefs. I'm fucking changing. Yeah. And I remember wanting him, I, I, like wanting him so bad to do it with me yeah. or even like working out. Like I work out every day. It's a part of my job uh, or like six days a week. And he has some back issues and hip stuff, but I always want him to work out. But the, the tighter of a grip you put on them and the more pressure you put on them, they're mm -hmm. not, they're going to resist. They're going to resist. So I just backed off and just did my own thing. So the last conference I was at two times ago, it was like, 12 hours for four days or 13 hours, for four days. And he, it was over a weekend. And he like wanted to spend time with me over the weekend. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm doing this. Like I'm in this, this yeah. is what I'm doing. And at first he was like, you know, like I want to spend time with you. And then he was like, damn, like she's learning. She keeps coming down here and she's learning so much. She's getting so much value. And I hear what she's doing. And I'm seeing the tears and the breakdowns and the breakthroughs. And he decided to join me this time around, which was just, it just meant so much to me. So ladies just lead by example keep filling up your cup and taking care of you. And I know, and deep down, we know that we want them to join. They will eventually, they will, they will. Yeah. And then they start to see it work in your life too. They start to see the results. I think that's when it'll really shift for them. Cause at first they're going to be like, okay, like manifestation, woo woo, meditation, whatever. They're like, okay, do your thing. But then they see how it actually affects the relationship, affects your job, affects just your life and then they're like okay wait mm -hmm. is there some is there some truth in this I know my boyfriend like he plays a lot of video games and you should play with my husband <laughs> what does he play is it Warzone? heroes of the storm and I don't know so I don't know who knows but he's he's talking to people I'm like you talking to me you talking to them who are you talking to <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that is my life I am the gamer wife and but now he like brings mindset and manifestation like into his gaming. Like he's like, I'm manifesting. Uh, yeah. He thinks that he's like manifesting losing because of like his mindset and his beliefs and like how he's showing up, like even in gaming. And I'm like, Oh, I fucking love it. Like, I don't, love yeah. the games. I don't love the games, but I love that 
he's implementing it because he sees it work in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think also for my husband, like the spirituality piece, like he, I don't know that I don't know if he believes in the universe per se, but he does believe in energy. Like he knows that we're all connected to a force. Um, but what, what he, what I loved about Tony Robbins is Tony Robbins was less spiritual woo woo, more like a lot of scientific facts. And like, he's so Tony is like, I mean, he's the best at everything. He's learned from the best of the best in everything. So, and that's my husband operates with like he's a lawyer. So science and facts and logic. So if he can get some science behind it and like that, then he's like, okay, like I can listen to this. But yeah, I mean, really it came down to like me coming downstairs and telling him what I was learning and coming down and looking him in the eyes and being like, I have law familiarity. I have underappreciated you and everything that you do for me. Like, I love you so much. You're the most important thing in my life. I realized from, you know, from this weekend, what I'm, and to hear that sincerity and to, and to feel that he was like, holy shit, you know, and, and not even just that, but you know, things in my, in my personal life that I'm just like, whoa, you know? So he, um, it was very cool and just much appreciated. So ladies, if you're, if you're going through it, I promise you the looser of a grip, the looser of a hold you try to have, um, the easier it will be for them to follow when they see the changes being made over time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and then going back to the, the other scenario, maybe not even, um, you know, uh, you're a man not wanting to be spiritual or go on like this journey that you're on, but going back to the situation of you're with someone and you have no idea who you are, no mm -hmm. idea who you are. You are craving things from this person. It's making the relationship toxic. Um, you, you just don't know who you are. You're trying to find yourself through different things and you're listening right now and you're like, okay, I'm ready to come home. What do you say to that girl? So I can only really give from like my experience, but my experience was when I found Beachbody, I didn't even know that I needed community or like how much I lived in fear and in my comfort zone. But when I joined and, and I joined, I joined Beachbody while I was working my full-time job, while I was still getting certified um, through IIN and I was planning a wedding. So I really didn't have a lot of time. But what I loved was that when you're sharing your journey with anything, with, with, you know, with working out or the things that are important to you when you're putting yourself out there, you are forced into an uncomfortable situation because it's a little vulnerable, but you are going to connect to so many women that vibe with you, which is exactly how I found you. Like just by you putting yourself out there, I was like, oh my God, like I felt your aura and your energy and your beauty and your femininity. So I, by me kind of sharing what I was doing, it connected me to other women. And I built this incredible community of clients that want to work on their health and fitness journey, but then other coaches that want to build a side business or leave their careers or make an impact and help other women. And by doing that and, and diving deep into personal development, not just a spiritual journey, but just like reading books. I mean, I cliff noted my way through fucking life. I never read a book. I didn't fucking read books. I didn't even know what podcasts were. Now I'm here. I am. And we're talking about making a podcast. I didn't even know what, I didn't know what a fucking podcast was. I only listened to music. I, you, I don't know if you, if your audience knows what cliff notes are, but that's what I used in, in high school and college. Um, so I did not read. So, but by forcing myself to like open books and listen to personal growth podcasts and to share bits and pieces of my story, it just, that uncomfortable action led to growth, led to more confidence. It's just about uncomfortable action helps you put confidence in that bucket. And, and confidence is like a muscle that is built. So over time, I started building more confidence. and like, wow, like I love sharing my story. Wow, I love doing this. And I watched my sister, who's also a coach with me, mm -hmm. she was shuffling. 
And she was a rave girl. I definitely was back in my, in my day. I'm a little bit older than your audience, I think, but um, at, I'm 32, but I, so I was going to the raves, but I wasn't never really shuffling. I was partying, you know, yeah. but my sister was shuffling and she's 24 now. And I just was just, she was a dancer. She's a dance background. And I just loved that type of movement. And, and she's like sexy and she's, and she's, you know, it also, I feel like shuffling is a lot, is a masculine because it's very tight. And you know what I mean? It's not like ecstatic dance where you're just, you know, like, so it, I was like drawn to that too. Cause I definitely am dominant in my masculine energy. So I was like, I want to learn how to do this, but I'm too old. Like, I'm going to look fucking stupid. And she was like, are you kidding me? Like, like check yourself right now. Yeah. right? Like check yourself. And I had an aha moment that I was like, how can I expect women to join me on a health and fitness journey if they've never worked out before, or if they can't stick to something or if they're afraid or no one else is supporting them, I got to put this shit out there. And I tracked my shuffle journey on my Instagram and I showed up every day, day one, looking like a fucking idiot. My dad and my brother making fun of me, looking stupid. And I just showed people like, hey, like if you're passionate about doing something or you want to try something, you're going to suck. It's going to be hard. You're going to want to quit. People are going to laugh at you. People are going to not get it. They're going to talk about you. Keep going, keep going. And I just found this love for, and I've never, the only time I was dancing that I thought I was a dancer when I was wasted at the clubs back in the day, you know, that's the only time I was breaking it down. I wasn't, you know, so to put myself out there like that was so uncomfortable because I am not a dancer. Yeah. And, um, I just fell in love with that movement. Yeah. And I, and now I want to like hoop. I want to buy roller skates. I want to like be, you know, I want to like do all the things. I just like, again, it's just about building confidence. This uncomfortable action will put confidence deposits in your bucket and you'll, you'll open the door for more curiosity. You'll open the door for more things like, hmm, you, you'll start to listen to your intuition. Something will pick up with inside you, like light you up. You're like, oh, ooh, that sounds, ooh, I want to grab, you know, I want to try. But the, but it's, you have to try and like, not just try, you have to go all in right? Mm -hmm. Not just like dilly dally. Cause then if you hear a negative thing, you're going to stop. You know, I remember my brother, I loved him to death, but he was like, Oh, in my apartment, is this where you do your stupid dance moves? And I was like, butthurt by that. Oh, yeah. Cause I was, yeah. Cause I was just starting out. And like, that's someone in my life that I love. And, and that's that I care about their opinions, but I've also learned over time. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe it comes with a little bit more age, you know, age, not that I'm like so much older than you all, but just losing a lot and putting myself out there and trying new things. I've learned to silence the microphone off of the people's opinions that I, I don't want to listen to. And it doesn't mean that I don't love them. Like I love my family. I love my parents, but I've silenced the microphone because they don't get it mm -hmm. and they don't need to, right. They don't need to get it. Or my girlfriends that are like, you're going to quit a 401k or, or like, you're not having kids yet. You're not thinking about freezing your eggs. Like I just silence the mic. And I, and I, and I make the mic louder for the people that do support me, do meet me where I'm at, don't care about those things. They're just like, go baby, go. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I know that was super long-winded, long but I hope that answers your question. It was perfect. Everything you just said was perfect. Honestly, can't remember what I was asking, but <laughs> everything, Good. everything that you just said answered all of my questions, all of my telepathic <laughs> questions. <laughs> I guess I think we're just getting back to it. Like ladies, it's just about uncomfortable action is so necessary for growth. And if you're in a time in your life where you feel like, I remember when I left that whole relationship, it was the lowest point or like taking so much Adderall. Like I was just in such low points of my life. And I remember like 
ne- feeling like I'm never going to get out of it. Or like, I've struggled to have girlfriends my entire life. Like I, uh, just always like thinking that it was the darkest time of my life and it served such lessons and purpose and meaning. And I promise you it will get better. Just keep going and keep putting yourself out there. And I promise you, you will grow and learn so much and be so grateful for those moments in your life. Yeah. So you'd say 10 out of 10 worth it to do the most uncomfortable things ever. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. I mean, like I never thought I would quit my corporate, like to me that, that even sounds crazy. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did quit my corporate job. And like, I'm just doing like, and waking up and meditating and having my green juice and then shuffling for an hour and then working out like what? Like, that's my life. And then I look at my, I turn over my husband who's like, oh my God, I have 75 emails and he's stressed the fuck out. And I'm like, you know, I get that. But this life is just so much better. And it's a hustle. It's a hustle, you know, but it's just different. It's different work when you're doing what you love. Hustle. It's a way different hustle. And I think a lot of people, what you're explaining right there, this life of like, wake up meditate, have my coffee, have some breakfast, lay on my balcony, dance around, maybe do a call or two. Like today, that's what I did all day. Now I'm doing a call with Danielle and then I'm going to get off, probably go cuddle for a couple hours Mm -hmm. and maybe do some more work, maybe record another podcast. That kind of life seems completely out of reach for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's, it's not. And I know that it can seem scary to go away from quote unquote, I'm doing huge quotes right here, a stable paycheck, a stable job with insurance and a 401k, but it's, it's a different kind of hustle. It's a different. Yeah. And that that life, look, I I get it. I get why that's appealing, but like to have that, because what I learned from this Tony Robbins event, right? Like there's six basic human needs. There's Mm -hmm. certainty. We crave certainty uncertainty. So certainty, like security, like certainty in your job and a 401k, mm-hmm. uh, uncertainty. We love variety. We love spontaneity. We love surprises. We love significance. So maybe we crave significance in, in getting the promotion or in my case, significance is like, I have a, a value of anger that I'm looking to w- walk away from. Like I, I want to leave anger and reaction. That's significance when you're the loudest in the room and you're screaming at people or, or you're fighting with people, right? That's feeling of significant, not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's connection and love. That's what we all want. And then there's contribution and growth. But a lot what I've realized was like a lot of my life was stuck in this certainty and significance realm right so the certainty of a stable income and significance of getting that promotion and what what my family looks at as successful when i'm you know whatever i'm getting these promotions or making sure that like i'm in i don't know like i'm in charge and i'm the loudest in the room and that's great but that's not really a fulfilling life right the security of those things is to me at least wasn't a fulfilling life and it didn't start out that way ladies like i hustled i was working my 60 hour work week. I woke up an hour early to get my beach body work done. I came home, finished my beach body work, finished my health coaching cert- you know, certification classes. And then on the weekends plan my wedding. So it was definitely hustle for a while. And I still do hustle, but it's my, it's my own, you know, my husband starts at seven 30 in the morning. I'm definitely not starting at seven 30 in the morning, but I'll go till nine, 10 o'clock at night. I'll work on the weekends. I will, I will do those things, but it's, it's, I control my hours versus someone controlling my hours. Right. I I design my life. I design my work around the things that make me happy. That's where I hustled my ass off to get to. So it doesn't net for me, at least it doesn't. And for a lot of my coaches on my team, it doesn't start out that way. You have to really see the vision. That's why like vision boards and manifesting what you want and writing it down in your journal, like catching a vision of what you want for your life and then going for it and not, that's what I say. You can't just like 
you know, one foot in, one foot out. I can't just, oh, I'm going to try this for three months. It doesn't work that way. If you're going to commit to changing your life, you got to commit to doing it, to going all in, you know? Can you remember a specific moment when you did have like that, okay, I'm going all in because you're sharing, you're sharing about all these incredible experiences where you were like, fuck it. I'm going to do this uncomfortable thing. I'm going to go to this show by myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to break up with my, my boyfriend that I know I'm not supposed to be with all of these things you've been sharing. They're great. They're fantastic. But what about the, the version of you that just like, couldn't do it? Just, it was, or sorry, my question is, was there a version of you that just felt like you really couldn't? And, and, um, can you remember a moment when you're like, fuck it, I'm going all in, I'm doing something. So in my, my last relationship, I couldn't for a year. Yeah. I moved in with him and the month after moving in thought about somebody else and I suppressed that feeling for a year. And Mm -hmm. how did that come out? That came out in binging on alcohol and blocking out on the weekends and getting super, super sick. It manifested in arguments and fighting with him because I couldn't, and I'm someone, I'm very true to who I am. When I'm inauthentic, like it'll come out of me some way. And it did in alcohol. And, and I, I had, a, a you know, I was on the weekends, but I definitely drank way too much. I was taking like 30 milligrams of Adderall. I was super aggressive. And that is just, that shit is just, oh my God. Um, you know, I I honor people that feel, I felt like I needed it because I hated my job. So I just kept like, you know, just feeding myself Adderall to get the work done. And it, it shifted my mood. I was so irritated and agitated. It was very intense and very aggressive in a very negative way. So I suppressed that for a year. And then when I told him that I wanted to move out, I stayed together with him for another six months because I was afraid. I had no identity of self. I was so afraid and I would cry to my roommate and she's like, Danielle, you have to pull the trigger. I'm like, I, I am so afraid. I don't want to lose everything and everyone who, who didn't even, they weren't even that nice to me, his friends. They would make, honestly, like it, it came to a point, I was just so desperate. I was so upset. His friends were, he, he was good to me, you know, but his friend, he cared very much about his friends and his friends would make fun of my voice and, and the hair on my arms and just like not nice people. And I let them disrespect me over and over and over again. And, I'll, and would fight with my then boyfriend being like, stand off for me. This yeah. isn't right. And he, and he couldn't, he didn't have his own voice. So you got, ladies, like it took me a really long time to find this quote unquote strength. It was literally out of just like, I couldn't handle it anymore. I was so upset with how I was being treated and I was so unhappy. So that was the first, and I also had therapy. I had my therapist, God bless her, twice a week for four and a half years because I was also struggling from my parents' toxic divorce that sent me into drugs and a depression right before that. I didn't speak to my mom for a year. I didn't speak to my dad for eight months. Like I may not be painting this whole picture for you ladies, but like I struggled too and went through some hard, dark times and when my therapist, you know, with my therapist and I was feeling all these things, she's like, start, and I didn't journal consistently at that time, but she wanted me to start journaling. And I remember right before I broke up with him, I remember I was working, I was a, the head of recruitment at Calvin Klein in New York city uh-huh. for a couple of years, which, right. Like you think fabulous and you know, all the high end clothing. And I just, it so wasn't me. Um, but I remember, and fashion industry is very cutthroat. And there were a lot of people that were just unhappy there and you're working HR. It's not, it's a thankless job. But I remember a woman telling me, she said to me like, you're so beautiful and you're such a rock star. 
And I remember writing down in my journal after she left saying like, even though I don't feel beautiful, even though I don't feel qualified or smart, I must be because someone else is telling me that I am, yeah. you know, and like that just, if that was shortly thereafter, I started journaling a little bit and I was writing down how I was feeling. And for my birthday, my ex bought me like a Starbucks gift card and like a soul. I don't know. And my therapist is like, what? Like, that's not, that's so not, he's not a bad person, but that's not thoughtful. Is that the type of passion and romance you want, Danielle? Yeah. And it was right after that, that I was just like, okay, I'm just like, do it, rip the bandit off, do it now. So I needed like my therapist's push to do yeah. that. So that was the first like push in my life, the aha moment. And then the next with my full-time job, um, my boss had made some really inappropriate comment to me mm-hmm. and it made me really upset. Like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe this is going on right now. And then I was a recruiter. So the jobs I was recruiting for, I couldn't register the job description. I didn't understand what I was recruiting for. So I got, I, thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, oh my God, I'm stupid. I cannot, but it was my subconscious not allowing me to process. It was like, we're done here. I'm not letting you do this anymore. You don't want this anymore. You you are so destined for more than this. So I said to my, my, he was my fiance. I'm like, look, I've saved enough. You know, I have, I have savings. He was like, Danielle, you get some, you get boxes from Amazon three times a day. Like, how are you going to do this? And I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. I am doing it. I'm changing my lifestyle. I'm making it happen. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And after I started with Beachbody for a couple months in, I quit and I traded in manicures weekly and getting my hair highlighted and jewelry and shopping and dinners out. I gave it all up. I gave it all up. I haven't gotten a manicure in three years. Okay. I, I, maybe more now I went like eight months. I have grays in my hair. I was, I was going every four weeks. I went like months without doing it. I stopped shopping. I stopped eating out. Like I, that's what I'm talking about. Like sacrifice and hustle. Like I had the vision of what I wanted for my life. And I changed everything that I knew that I was this old Danielle, this mater- very caught up with material things and, and Botox and you know, all this shit. I gave it all up. Because yeah. I needed to save money if I wanted to create the life that I'm living right now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sorry, that was long-winded again. I know. I'm sorry, ladies. I go on a rampage. Do not ever say sorry. Carrying <laughs> okay. all of that wisdom. No, that was so perfect and, and so beautiful because I think, um, you know, I always just try and go like a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper than like, just do scary things, do scary things because we hear that all day. I hear that, you know, when I'm working through stuff on my own, like personal development wise, I, I, I already know pretty much everything personal development. Okay. If you want to build confidence, do scary things. If you want to build self-love, find yourself. Like you hear all those like surface level answers, Mm -hmm. but then the girls are going to hop off the podcast and say, okay, do uncomfortable things. I, and they're still stuck. They're still stuck. But I thank you so much for sharing all of that because I- Thanks for getting me to go deeper. I'm glad that I was able to do that. I, I think that that, like showing that, um, that, that vulnerable kind of story and like the actual feelings and actions and what it took to get there just brings so much more awareness to how we can really do it for ourselves because it's so, so much harder than just saying, okay, I'm going to do this uncomfortable thing. Totally. Right. No, I was out of desperation. Out of desperation. And And literally my subconscious not allowing me to learn what it was that I was doing. It was the weirdest thing. I, my boss was like, have you, you know, have you got any people have for this job? And I'm like, I don't even know. I couldn't tell him. I don't know what this job means. So I'd come home and tell Brandon. Brandon's like, I don't fucking know. I don't work in your job. I don't know what this means. And I'm like, 
I'm done. And, yeah. and it was that weekend. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. What am I, what am I going to do? What, you know? Amazing. And I think that we, things like that happen to us. Speaking of the universe, the universe does things like that, like that to push us out of the nest when mm-hmm. we need it, when we need that extra push, the universe gives us a little, a little nudge. 100%. Sometimes it's just too hard. And so he says, okay, I'm going to take away your brain power. You can't even read this now. It was wild. Are you going to leave now, Danielle? Are you going to leave now? So oh, thank you so much for that. So I, I'm so curious to ask you, do you still experience like any self-doubt now? Cause okay, girl, like in my eyes, you just really so much confidence, so much strength, even just the way you show up online, like Thank your you. authenticity. Um, but I also know you can be so, so confident and not, not feel it all the time. Uh, do you still get self-doubt and fear and how do you, how do you work through it now? I just had, I just had self-doubt um, yesterday when I, I bought my mic, I'm setting up for this podcast. And then immediately I was like, who's going to listen to this? Yeah. Like what, it, I mean, like, do I really have enough content to talk about things or people, do they really even care? Um, and I was on a call with a couple of my coaches. We were doing a vision board and they were like, Danielle, are you kidding me? Like you spew out shit about veganism and non-toxic. Like you, you don't shut up. And I'm like, how does she know all this stuff? And they're like, you have an audience right here. We would all subscribe to your stuff. You have a whole coaching community. Like we would definitely listen to your stuff. Like get that out of your head, shut it down. You're, you know, and to have a community of women obviously help me. Right. But I immediately went like, how am I doing this? You know, of course I'm scared. Of course, this is out of my comfort zone. I've never done a a podcast. I didn't, ladies, I didn't know what a podcast was three years ago. I had no fucking idea. No idea. And now I'm like, I got to talk. I got to get, I got to get my message out there. And, and then I'm right then, right. It, It set in. So that was something also that I, when I went through this uh, Tony Robbins conference two weeks ago, he had us write down three of our top limiting beliefs. And as I was writing them, I'm like, holy shit, I got like way more than three. But the first one was I'm not smart enough or qualified enough. And I've experienced that my entire life. Like I just re- remember feeling like, you know, imposter syndrome, who am I to help other people? Or my husband who in my eyes is brilliant and the conversations he has with people about things that are just weren't important to me at the time, like politics years ago, I I didn't care. Like what was going on with our planet? I just wasn't on my radar. Now that I've woken up, I care about these things, but I've always just thought I wasn't the smartest in the room and I, and who, you know, so that was my first one. My second one was, um, I think like, just feeling like I'm not liked enough or people don't care about me because I've struggled with making friends, girlfriends my entire life. And even though I have this community of coaches, which I, who I know love me, I still felt like, will they, you know, will whoever they is, will they like me? Will they like what I'm putting out? Will they, you know, relate to me? Will they enjoy what I have to say? And then the third one to be straight up um, was he's going to leave me mm. and a lot of abandonment stuff and insecurities because I've had really not, the best relationships and my parents' divorce took a really big toll on me. So every time like my husband and I will get into it, which who hasn't in 2020, if you if you are with somebody and you're stuck the fuck inside, you have nowhere to go and you're seeing everything that we're doing 24 hours a day. Um, but it would go self-sabotage. He's going to leave me, which yeah. is not good. And is manifesting the wrong shit. And he's not going to be happy with that. So he had us write these down on top of these other things that I had. And then he, and then what he did was he had you shut your eyes and he said to you, think about these limiting beliefs. What have they cost you in your life? 
What opportunities have you missed because of these limiting beliefs in your life? Who have you hurt in the process of these limiting beliefs? How has it hurt you? Right. And that, so I'm thinking about all the th things that I've missed, the people that I've hurt, the people that I've lost because of, the, of my anger or my intensity or the people that I've hurt or whatever. Then think about carrying the weight of those limiting beliefs for another 10 years. Yeah. And then do the process again. And then another 15 years and another 20 years. And I'm thinking about 20 years of my life. If, I, if I'm 52 years old and I missed out on these opportunities, things that I know are going to bring me joy, like creating a podcast, like shuffling every single day or what traveling, whatever, whatever you th think about this lady is write down your top three limiting beliefs and shut your eyes and think about how you have missed. What does it cost you? What opportunities have you missed along the way? Who have you lost in your life because of it? Who have you hurt in your life because of it? And carrying the weight of that and the hurt of that for 20 fucking years. And then you look back in your life, right? I, I was screaming at myself and the, my body dysmorphia that I hate my body, the shit that I carry since I was 15 years old. It's exhausting, right? I was angry. I was, I was during that exercise. I was crying. I was yelling. I was screaming. And then he, what he had you do was Sorry, I, get, I don't mean to say sorry, but this is a little bit long. But anyways, he had, what he had you do was, um, and I know you guys can't see me, but he had you stick your finger in the air and wind it up three times, like in a circle, one, two, three, and stick it up your nose, okay? And, and say <laughs> your limiting beliefs like an immature moron, like someone's like a, like a stupid, like nobody likes me for me. Nobody accepts me. Like he's gonna leave me and like doing it over and over again. Then he had you stand up and say, scream it like you're having a tantrum, like a, like a, like a child, like he's gonna leave me and like banging. Like what he wanted to do was make the limiting beliefs annoying and irritating and stupid and disrupt the pattern of them. So when it comes in your head, like no one's gonna listen to my podcast. Like, ugh, you sound like a, shut up. Right. So yes. So we had you do that over and over. So I'm running. My husband's like, what the fuck is going on upstairs? I'm screaming like, he's gonna leave me. Like all this shit. But the point of it was to just pattern. And then he said, okay, after we do that, then fill it with empowering empowering beliefs. So when that happens, you have that negative thought, you're gonna make it sound stupid and you're not gonna negotiate with it. And what's the empowering belief? And the empowering belief that I had was like, Danielle, you have such an infectious energy. People yeah. tell you all the time that your energy is like everything. You have this presence about you. You're bold, you're beautiful, you're warm, you're welcoming. Like, fuck being qualified. People are attracted to your energy, baby. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, you have fucking got this. You got this. And I'm crying looking at my, it's a powerful to look yourself in the mirror and speak kindly to yourself. You yeah. know, like, so that just completely changed my life from doing that. And then this weekend at this other date with destiny, we were doing a chakra meditation and he was, uh, we were talking about some color with, uh, within a certain chakra Then we were saying a little, like a, a chant and then he would hit the gong and my eyes were shut and my body was turning, my head was turning to the right. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? This isn't I, I, in my head. I'm like, what is going on? And it was my head pushed down to my shoulder and my arms went to hug myself. Mm. And in this moment, I felt my soul I felt my soul within me wanting to hug me and hold me. and was just like, I am here for you. I love you. Like I'm leading. This is me inside leading baby. Like let, trust me, trust me. It was so beautiful and powerful. And I'm sorry again, the ladies, if this is like so deep, but this is the stuff that changed your life. Like if, if there's anything that I really, really have learned is that that bag, that $2,000 bag, that $1,000 bag, that vacation, 
invest in yourself, save up all your manicure money and go do something that's going to invest in changing your life and healing your life. And healing means working through the deep, dark shit. You got to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And that's where I'm at right now in my life is just breaking down these walls to have breakthroughs and change my life. <laughs> Thank you. That's all folks. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Mic drop. Wow. 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 Uh, everything that you should be searching for is that hug, that hug where you get the fuck away from your mind and you come back home to your soul mm -hmm. and your spirit. That's the goal. Honestly, that's my goal is mm -hmm. to, and your mind will always be there. Your ego will always be there. It, we have to be players in society and we are having a human experience but getting the fuck away from those crazy ass thoughts, mm -hmm. those doubts, those limiting beliefs that you just so vulnerably shared with us. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Of course. Which yours, I, I think are so relatable. Girls are going to say, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, the, all of those, all of those, that is just your mind. And, and we have, we have a 2 million year old brain ladies. Like it's, it's just a computer program. It's, we can update the software and our mind all these limiting beliefs, it wants to protect us because we're, we're survival. It's looking for the saber tooth tiger, but instead of a saber tooth tiger, it's the fear he's going to leave me. It's how can I leave my job? It's they don't like me. So we go into this stressed state, this yeah. fight or flight. And that's where the mind is, but it's a computer program. We can rewire these things, but it takes a lot of work. You can completely rewire it. And it's not you because that, that soul, that spirit, that, you know, Danielle felt hugging her and that I know that, you know, we all feel every once in a while. Um, a lot of people are very identified with their mind. We're very lost in the mind, but there's moments in our lives where we, we do get away from the mind and we come back to our soul and our spirit, you know, music, festivals, um, traveling, deep human connection. There's moments where people, you feel so alive and you feel like you're just pure love. That's, that's that soul and that spirit to, to come so, back to. I, I remember when I first developed a spiritual practice and my sister was, we were going through it together and she is so close to God. I, I believe in God. She's yeah. so close to God. She would say something and it would manifest like in an hour or like a couple of days. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, didn't happen to me that way, but I was like, this is working. And I remember the, when you feel aligned and you tap into that and you trust, and I don't feel it all the time, but I, but whoa, it, yeah. you're high on, you're high. It's a high. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, tr it's just a complete trust. And I don't always feel that. But the other night in that meditation, when I was holding myself, I just, it was so beautiful and it was, and it was so emotional, but it was just like, trust I'm in here. Like trust, just do the things that make you feel good. Like I am on, I'm, I'm leading you, baby. I'm here for you. Yeah. And when you manifest from your heart, so much more powerful mm -hmm. than your mind. Mm -hmm. So much more powerful. If you're just, yes, thoughts create things. It's all in your thoughts and how you think, but it's, it's your heart and your soul and your spirit using your mind as a tool to then create in the physical realm. If you just come from mind, okay, sure. You might manifest this or that, but it's not really going to get you anywhere. It has to come, yeah, from your heart, your soul yeah, taking, it. taking the lead. You have to feel it, it has to be yeah. in, in there and um, in your, your intuition, you have to be tapped in. Because if not, it's just your ego running around saying, I want this to be happy. I want that to be happy. Um, 
And I think that's where people get stuck with manifestation is um, wanting things for a feeling. We want the handbag because it's going to make us feel worthy Mm -hmm. or better or upper class or more loved or more liked, more accepted. Um, rather than if you're desiring something from your heart. That's, that's significance. Want the things to be liked and accepted is feeling significant. That's a human need. So it's, it's a strong pull that many people feel. Yeah. And I, I think it's a balance, right? I've, I'm sure Tony Robbins talks about that, right? Like you kind of have a, need a balance of, of all of them. They're not evil or bad or anything. We all have them. It's just where do you stack them in terms of, of importance to you, right? But also, I don't know if you, do you follow Joe Dispenza? Yeah. I, okay. So I love, yeah, he, I was doing his meditations last year, but they're like 45 minutes. So I fell off of it, but I was so tapped into him. But what I love about his work, because he's science-based, right? Your mind, what he teaches, your mind has no idea if you have experienced something, it just goes based off of a feeling. So if we're manifesting something or visualizing, you have to put yourself there and feel it. And that takes some practice. But if you feel it, your mind thinks that you've achieved it. So your mind, my mind thinks that I'm walking around in my vacation home that has the marble all over the place, driving my Tesla with my two boys in the back that I don't have kids yet, but what they look like and my husband coming home and I'm cooking dinner and feeling Oh, honey, just came home. Like, oh my God, hi, honey. And then, and the boy's running over to it. Like, feel that shit. That's how you bring, it's already been created. You need to just bring it into form by feeling it. You have, that felt sensation is what creates the manifestation. At least that's what Joe says and what I believe. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100%. And, and then it's on that same level, confidence. Like, speaking of confidence, your mind cannot tell the difference between an imagination and real life. So if you imagine yourself as a confident person, you feel yourself as a confident person, your brain thinks you are that person. It does not mean, or it does not matter if, if your whole life you have not been confident. If you just visualize yourself being confident and feel yourself being confident, your brain will aid you in actually being that person. It has no idea. It has no idea. It just goes based off of a feeling. So it's if you feel yeah. confident and I think I, that's where like in this business too, I've spent a lot of time visualizing myself like speaking on stage yeah. and, and wanting to like, just like share my voice with people and that built that confidence. I started feeling like it. So I just like, that's why I embody on my Instagram. I definitely bring the energy. I know I do. I fucking bring that energy because I, because I literally would visualize myself like people clapping for me, wanting to learn from me and, and wanting to contribute and to give back to people and people like wanting to learn from, from me and whatever it was, right? So that's why I kind of exuded this confidence. I was not confident, ladies, for ever yeah. up until now. Really, I, I now I, I, at this stage of my life, I know that, and I get market research from showing up on Instagram. Like people will tell me like, your energy is fucking infectious. What is the deal? I'm like, I fucking know, I know. I know how to bring it, baby. <laughs> but I didn't for a long time. I did not for a very long time. If someone could do one thing today to get closer to exuding the type of confidence you do, what would you tell them to do? If you could give them one task, I like to give my, my girls on the podcast, like a little baby step every, not a big step, mm-hmm. a baby little step that they could do right, right this moment. I think if there's like I guess like social media is a really, you know, is a really big thing now. And I actually think it's such a beautiful tool. I used to hate it, but I think that if you can show up like just like a, 
a, a smiling picture of you of something that you're grateful for or something that you accomplished today, or maybe it was your workout and how good you're feeling, like making a little post about that, something positive. You don't need to speak, but just like writing a little text of like something that was beautiful today in the world. And because the world is such a heavy time right now, people need the light. They need the light. They're attracted to the light. So if there's something that you did that lit up your life today, mm-hmm. post that and share that. Be, contribute because we all, from a spiritual you know realm, also everybody feels fulfillment when they contribute and when they grow, mm-hmm. right? The progress of growing and contributing. So if you can be the light for somebody else and contribute something that made you feel good, even if they don't respond to you, the more consistent you are with that, they will, but you'll bring a light and be like, oh, wow, she did that and that made her feel good. Maybe I should try it too. You know, like you have to step out. It's, it's not about you. It's not about you, right? Yes. It's so funny that you just said that because this is literally the third time that it's come up this week. Does that ever happen to you where like a certain like theme just keeps popping up like either with baby, dude, I literally, I have on this page, right, right about here. It's not about me. Not about me. Yes. Not about me. It's about them and it's about love. That's what I wrote on my paper, literally Mm -hmm. the page like before um, my notes with Danielle. It's not about me. It's about them. It's about love. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is one of my biggest struggles, but also one of my biggest teachings, like just trying to, trying to create, um, it's how you're saying, like we have a 2 million year old, 2 million year old brain. We do not know how to cope with social media. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. It is so taxing on your brain and your mental health, obviously. So I'm very big about trying to teach how do we create habits? How do we actually use it with intention? So it is a good place because I went through a long time where it completely destroyed me and I who I was. Then I found how to use it as a tool. I started showing up out of love, out of passion, right? You start doing your shuffling. I started just sharing things I love, sharing things I wanted to talk about and use it with the intention of then community, right? But I still get these wounds, vulnerable moment for me, right? Like I still get these wounds of like, I need to get more likes. I need more followers. I need this. I need that. I'm scared to show up this way or share this. A lot of people are scared to show their authentic selves because their family is on there. What is their family going to think? There's so much that goes into this because it's so vulnerable to just show up where anyone can see you and just look at you and just analyze you and judge you. Um, I think for me, oh, sorry. No, just say what you're going to say. I think, I think for me, what really helped me was working with Beachbody and like partnering in that way. Because when I was showing up for on a health and fitness journey perspective, that really opened the door, just like kept me accountable. And women were, were cheering me on they, and they wanted to know what it was that I was doing because people connect the stories, right? So I would kind of share my story of my health and fitness and veganism and like going through these programs and so women would genuinely start to ask. And then I remember my first post when I shared about my Adderall addiction, which was so scary. Um, because nobody knew how bad it was and how long it was for, right? But I did it and the amount of love and 
uh, or connection that I got from other women that are like, I'm going through this too. I don't know how to wean myself off of it. I've lost people in my life because of this relationships. Like how the and I was like, whoa, Danielle, the power of your story of your messy is your message. Your messy is your message. And the more shit, the more dirty laundry I started, you know, airing out my dirty laundry, the more women were like, holy shit, you are so real. I'm going through this too. How did you do this? And I just, I just like, again, I've conditioned myself. It's not about you, Danielle. Share your life experiences to contribute to other women to help them know that they can do it too, that they can get through this too. Don't make it about you because that is selfish. And that's the, my outlook on it now. Like I am selfish for not sharing what I've gone through. Mm. Mm. <laughs> your messy is your message. Your messy mm. is your message. I, I try to preach this all the time and share this whenever I can and like share that, um, that concept of like, you have no idea who you are helping by just showing up as yourself and, and just sharing your story. You have, oh, wait, just, I just want to add something to that. And um, the reason why I know what exactly what you just said, you have no idea who you're helping. That is so true because shortly after that, Adderall post. I went, my husband and I, our favorite band is the Disco Biscuits. So we went, when we can go to concerts, we went to a Disco Biscuit show and a guy that was there, I didn't really know him well, my husband did. And he definitely has, you know, partying habits. Yeah. But we, I never really fully met him and he came over to me and he said, you know, I just want to let you know that post that you shared on feeling well with Danielle. Like, I love what you're doing with that. By the way, I go, wait, you follow me? He's like, yeah. And I read your post on your Adderall addiction. And I just commend you so much. Like, that was so brave. And we actually, he actually ended up becoming a client of mine, uh, going on a health journey himself. And he didn't like anything. He didn't, he doesn't watch. I know who's watching my stories and liking my stuff. And he is not, I didn't even know he followed me. You yeah. have seven followers. You have people that are going to be inspired by you putting yourself out there to share because that's all we want is we want connection. We want connection and love. You know? connection, and love. connection and love connection and love like that should be the intention behind everything and especially social media and like that's my intention for this next year is like every time I post something is this to create connection or to share love if not erase it and delete the picture um or i mean just sharing something you're proud of of course or just expressing yourself entertainment like dancing right like i'm here i i like to use my instagram to entertain to educate and to connect and provide value yeah but but seriously that that intention of just love just doing it with love posting things you love posting thing people that you love Mm -hmm. posting you because you love yourself the impact that is going to make like I, I don't care how much people do not like social media. Like people will say all they want, like, oh, I don't like social media. I just watch Social Dilemma. I'm deleting my social media. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You're deleting it for like a week or two. You're going to be back on. You're going to be back here. Uh, I don't care if you say that you're only on Instagram for 15 minutes. I know you're not. We're on it all fucking day. All day. I, my thumb just instantly goes to Instagram. Yeah, I have basal joint arthritis in both my hands because I'm on this fucking thing all day and for my job. But I, I also did just want to say something. Um, yeah. Ladies, I did was not, I too used to get caught up on, and still sometimes do. I'm like, oh, I thought that post was really good. Like I thought, I, you know, would have got more likes. But for me, what I've learned, there was a girl, there was a girl in my community, another coach on my team, and I compared myself to her. We started at the same time. She saw such great success and I would 
doubt, I, I spent a year doubting myself. What's wrong with me? What am I not doing right? I would look, she was the first circle on my feet on her stories that popped up every fucking day. So I just watched her every fucking day and it made me doubt myself. It made me silence my voice. I thought I had to sound like her. And here's what I did. I unfollowed her. Okay. It took me a year to say, Danielle, it was getting to the point where I looked at her and I was so I was so envious and like she turned me off. Like every time she would speak on a call, I'm just like, ugh. And that is so unhealthy. You don't want that for people. You want to, you got to celebrate other women for what they've done. So I unfollowed her. And that is when I found my voice. That is when I found my confidence. That's when I stopped listening to other people and just like led with what I, what felt right to me. And then a year later, I got on a call with 70 other women and I explained in front of her that the best thing I could have ever done for myself and for my relationship with her was unfollow her because she wasn't serving me and it has nothing to do with her, but it, it made me feel insecure and unworthy and like I was doing wrong things. So I will say to you, if you don't like social media, maybe take some inventory on who are you following? Mm-hmm. Fill your feed with love and positivity. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Unfollow people, mute people even. If you don't wanna unfollow someone because right. you don't want them to see, mute them. I still, to this day, have everybody muted. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Not, one, not even my parents, not even my sister, not even my best friend. I don't see any of their posts unless they pop into my head and I say, huh, I want to go see what Danielle posted today. Exactly. Because you can't control what you're consuming. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it, control who you're following, control what you are consuming, and also be intentional about what you are creating. What I always tell my girls, what I teach in like my group program, is create and connect more than you consume. Just totally. if you follow that rule, create and connect more than you consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're on social media so much, it makes such a big impact. Like I was saying, you say that you're on there 15 minutes. I know you're not. You're there all day. So why don't we use it as this incredible tool to make a change? For somebody that is listening that wants to show up more on social media, they want to use their voice, but the thoughts of, oh my God, they're going to think I'm so stupid. No one cares. My family is, is going to judge me. Come spend 30 minutes with me and I will kick your ass into shape. I, I have no bullshit. I don't, I, I rip the bandaid off. The sooner you can rip the bandaid off, you will realize this is not so scary. This is not that big of a deal. You'll have 15 girls reach out to you being like, oh my God, I can't believe you just shared that. I'm so proud of you. I've been feeling that way too, but I have no one to talk to about it. How are you going through? I'm telling you, but I, my coaches, my girls, like I don't, I don't tolerate that shit. Get out of your head. You're being selfish. It's not about you. If you want, if you want to feel a life of fulfillment, share your messy. It's your message, and it's how you're going to connect to other people. And that's all we want is connection and love and growth and contribution. So mm-hmm. you could spend a minute with me, and I will uh, slap that limiting belief right out of your head <laughs> in a loving way. I love that you keep saying just rip off the bandaid. I think that that is like a really, really powerful point that you keep making, like just rip off the bandaid, just rip it off, just rip it the fuck off. And you will see that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. You have to ladies, you really have to, okay, if there's anything you're taking out of this call, it's, it's that uncomfortable, scary action, the little thing, but you'll, it will give you confidence to be like, okay, that really wasn't that bad. I can do it. I have some new coaches that join me. They're like, they never made a story before. They don't even know how to make a story story, right? So I tell them, I, we're going to, I help them, right? But they're going to, you know, like they're coming out post introduce what they're doing. And then I go throw the fucking phone, 
throw the phone, let's yeah. take your laptop, let's go up in another room together and let's chat for half an hour. Let's do some work or let's do, let's read our book and then come back to your phone in a half an hour and let's see what you got. Right. And more often than not, they get at least one message that is like, holy shit, thank you so much for sharing that. Or, or I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to support you on your journey or, you know, for, for health coaches, right? So they're so excited. They're pumping them up. And I pull, I plug them into my community of girls. And I, I, go, I go to my girls, go to her post right now, go show her some love. So every, she's getting love. We're getting love. Like, and maybe you're not doing that in a coaching aspect or community, but what I would do is like, I would go to your closest friends and family and ask them what they love about you. Mm. What, what, what makes you feel good? If, you know, how do I make you feel good? Or like, is there things that I do that like you, that you love that, you, you know, have that, if you can't get confidence from the social media piece, cause I get that, go to the people that you know, that you love and that trust and ask them what they love about you. And that will put, put some confidence in your confidence bucket. Like, wow, I didn't even know that. Like, like my husband says to me, like, sometimes I say like silly, I'll say something that is so not correct. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's Chris. I don't know. I, I, some actor. I'm like, oh, that's. And he's like, that is not that right person. But he thinks it's so cute and endearing. He's like, you have such like innocent humor about you. And I'm like, I do. Like, I didn't even know that. Like, cool. Like, I think I'm just saying the right thing. And he's like, that's completely wrong. But it's so innocent and sweet <laughs> and cute. And so, you know, just like you'll learn even from that, like to put confidence in and it'll give you a different perspective of how you look at yourself. Yeah. And actually listen to it and actually listen to it. Ask people and receive, 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 and like soak it all up and write about it in your journal. Like anytime someone gives you a compliment, write that shit down. I actually keep a, um, album in my photos of like, anytime someone sends me, sends me like a, a message, anything at all, even if it's just something small, like I posted a selfie and someone's like, Oh, I love this. You look beautiful. Screenshot it. I crop it and I put it in that photo album and I check it all the time. I love that we completely forget about it. People do not see it and they don't see their, their strengths. We're completely oblivious sometimes about. I have, I don't have, I actually don't have a lot of storage on my phone to probably do that. But I, every time a coach or client, I have a couple of coaches that will send me videos of like them crying. You know, we, we talk a lot on video. So they'll send me a, one of my coaches the other day, sent me a video of her crying of like how this, how this coaching community saved her life because she was in a really crazy place a year ago and just the, her tears and like, thank you for reaching out to me. And, and like that, I saved those things to always look back on to reflect like Danielle, the impact that you have, the gift that you have to give other women, like, remember that when shit gets harder, when you're doubting yourself or business isn't going, you know, as well as you think it is. So the album though, to make it an, that's a good idea. It's a really good idea. I love yeah, that. I know I had to, I literally pay for two terabytes of storage on my phone, like in the cloud, because I have so many pictures and videos and things that I save, but we have, have 13,000 photos and they won't let me. Yeah. Oh, babe, 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 babe. Let's we'll see. talk. We'll talk after that about the terabytes, but yeah. 31,000 photos. 31,000. 31,000. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <sighs> <laughs> I, but, I have 13,000 and it keeps telling me I have to delete shit. I'm like, ugh. We have to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I bought that storage. We'll talk about <laughs> it. Um, I, I have to save that stuff because if not, your mind will try to, to take you elsewhere. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself like, wow, that's great, Danielle and Maddie, that people send you nice messages, but like, I don't get shit. Take a closer look. Take a closer look because what happens is when we have a belief about something, we find evidence to support that belief. So if you're trying to change a belief, so if you say 
everybody hates me and you walk into a party and you say something and you have this belief that everybody hates you, someone could raise an eyebrow at the other side of the room and you're like, oh my God, they're raising their eyebrow because like, that was so stupid what I said. Everyone doesn't want me to be here. They hate me because you're finding evidence to support that belief that you already have. Once you shift your belief to everybody loves me, you could say something at the party and someone in the other room like laughs and you're like, oh my God, they're laughing because they love me because your world is revolving around that. So if you believe that nobody likes you, nobody sees anything in you, nobody ever compliments you, then that is the filter you are looking at your life through. Once you start to actually notice, I'm telling you, take a really close look at the, the feedback you get, the little, little acts of love, even mm-hmm. with your partner. If mm-hmm. a lot of times we just look at like, oh, he didn't put a heart in that text message or mm-hmm. he, he didn't say, he said, good morning, not good morning, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking for all the things they don't do, look for all the things they do and you'll see you have way more than you ever thought. Or if you have a partner, start creating that yourself. What my husband and I used to do, because he happens, I also, we took the love language test. I told him what my love language was, words of affirmation. You better fucking tell me how much you motherfucking love me. Yep. Right? That's what I like. Girl. So take that test. But I also started, uh, I put in my calendar, daily affirmation to send to Brandon. So every morning I'll send him a text of what I love about him or what I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Or leaving, even though we're home right now, leaving little notes. I, I started those things, mm-hmm. right? To create some like you don't have to, you don't have to leave it to your significant to do the things. If you want to create more of that, you, know, you do it, you put it out there. And, and I'll, to piggyback off of that, the, the, uh, the easiest way to see this example is like, look in your room right now, whatever room you're in and look for the color red, mm-hmm. everything you're going to find red at, right. You're going to look yeah. at all the things red now. Yeah. Okay. Now, did you see anything Brown? No, because you were looking for only red. So if you're seeing only hate and feeling only hate, that's all you're going to pick up on that energy, that vibration, that's all you're going to see. But if you're looking for red and Brown collectively together, right. Or, or just looking at the red, looking at the positive, looking at the beauty, that's the stuff that you're going to manifest hundred percent. That was a beautiful thing that you just nailed. Yeah. That was a beautiful way of explaining it. I haven't heard it explained that way. I've heard of like, you know, if you say like, Oh, I want this car. Like I want um, a, a red car, then you start seeing red cars. But I love that you just, look around the room right now, find purple, find pink. It really does show you, you just find what you are looking for. And that is really the basis of manifestation. Where yeah. your focus goes, you are going to see more of it. It's going to create more of it. You're bringing that in. So you have to focus on what you have. You have to focus on the strengths you have, the feedback you you are getting, the love that you, you are getting. Um, uh, yeah, that was so, so good. Thank you for that. Uh, so I want to kind of wrap things up. I want to ask you, okay, a couple things to kind of wrap this all up, make sure that we get everything. First, I'm dying to ask you if someone is, um, trying to build confidence, they're starting on their personal development journey. Okay. Let's say there's somebody that was where you were at like three years ago, four years ago. What habits should they implement? What books should they read? What podcasts should they listen to? Like, give us a little toolkit of of where we start our journey. Yeah, I think that like ultimately your habits create 
your life. So you have to be instilling like daily habits. So to me, like changing your physiology, so moving your body. So that could be like getting in a cold shower, going for a walk, doing a workout, going for a run, dancing, like changing your physiology will help you change your state. So I've been fortunate enough to like, I work out, I work out to the point where now I, I love working out. I love moving my body. I crave moving my body. So I, so I would say that if you're just starting out, even with anything in life, like move your body. We're so stuck inside right now. We're sedentary. Like, but you can change your physiology that changes your emotional state. So make sure you're getting into a state that like, and also like, we're always slouched over. We're looking down on our phones. Like there's so much strength in a power pose and sitting upright and looking up and having a smile on your face. Even if you don't want to smile, like the act of smiling, like Tony had us like, like pointing and fake laughing at someone. What happens when you laugh like ridiculously for a couple of seconds, you're going to start really laughing because it's ridiculous and it changes your state. So for anybody, like any type of movement, any type of dance, getting outside, being in nature, just change your physiology because that will help you change your emotional state. Mm-hmm. That's first. Second, similarly to what you just said, like we have to change the meanings of certain things. You cannot walk into your life like having a negative meaning or thinking that people hate you because the, it, you could have. He gave an example: two brothers that grew up with an abusive alcoholic father. Okay, mm-hmm. father beat the shit out of them. He was always drunk. One, uh, and they studied these two twins, these two boys, as they grew up. Uh, one of the boys was, had his own business, had a beautiful wife, a beautiful family, and he was sober. And they asked him, like, how did you live this way, given your situation? Was how can I not look at how my father treated me? How can I not create this beautiful life and give my family, right? And then the other brother was an alcoholic who was in and out of jobs. And they asked him, well, how could you end up this way? He goes, what do you mean, how could I end up this way? Look at how, my, look at how I was raised. Look at it, my father. Same circumstances, yeah. different meaning. We have to learn to try and change the meanings of certain things, because if you give it a different meaning, that's going to, again, change the course of your life of how you view things. You're blessed. You're grateful. You're learning the lessons. And again, I know this is hard to do, but, but the Danielle now I'm trying to show you girls, the girls at 23, 24, 25, that if I could talk to Danielle now that I would be slapping her in the face and be like, girl, change the meaning of certain things. Let's go. Start moving your body. Start feeling good. Start learning how to eat correctly. Stop under eating. If you're not, if you're not feeding yourself, you're going to know fucking energy. And you're, you know, like I, I just was so afraid to eat certain foods to look pin thin in a skirt and like, fuck that. Eat the food, eat, eat the good food. that's going to give you energy and then save, you know, I do 80, 20, eat healthy 80% of the time, 20%. Do your thing, eat the chips, have the ice cream. I don't give a shit, but you got to learn to fuel your body with the good things to give you some energy. And then podcasts and, and books are hard because it's, it's personal development. It's personal for a reason. So if you're struggling with confidence, find a book that it talks, that speaks about confidence. If you want to be a better leader, focus on something that focuses on leadership. For me though, I, Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk, I'm reading right now. I love everything Jay Shetty. It's such a good book. Um, Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back, I always come back to. It's taught me so many lessons. I love that book. And then Super Attractor, um, I was uh, I, I read a couple of times as well. Anything podcast, Ed Milet is great. The Life Coach School by Brooke Castillo is another great one. If you want a kick in the ass, Andy Frisella, the, the, I think it was the MF CEO, the motherfucking CEO. He may have changed it now, but it's Andy Frisella. He is no bullshit. You want to get your ass kicked, handed to you, of like a mental ass kicking? He's your guy. He's so good. Um, 
yeah, those are, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. And then, and then honestly, like all these virtual conferences that are happening right now, my girls, listen to me, you are worth it. You are worth investing in yourself. You are worth healing and growing and evolving because that's, it's going to make you, you're just going to come out on the other side, such a stronger, more beautiful, present, confident person, save your money on the, whatever else you're spending it on and invest in yourself. I said to myself, I didn't have the money for the longest time to do this Tony Robbins thing until I said, fuck it, I'm just doing it. And the hard work, the hard money, the, you know, I'm working hard to save this money and it's going into, into this, into my heart, into my soul. You're worth it. I love that you bring that up. Okay, first of all, about the, the books and the podcast, it's so funny you said that because someone asked me that same question and I adopted it to ask my guests. And I said the same thing. I'm like, I can't give it to you because you have to listen to what like attracts you scroll through the podcast whatever catches your eye Mm -hmm. you follow your urges so I love that you shared that but thank you for your recommendations um uh, the thing about the the perspective the meaning that you give to things I always tell people uh, or my girls like think of your book like an autobiography where it's a success story so whatever like usually success stories have like a really deep dark they come from a deep dark place this happened to them this traumatic event happened but then dot, 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 next chapter. If, if your life was your success story and, and all of these bad things that happened to you were this meaning to get you to your success, you know, think of it like that, write it like that. So I wanted to share that really quick. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, I literally take notes as you talk so I can hit on all these points because I get so excited. Um, and then the investing in yourself. Wow, I love that you're bringing this up because it was terrifying for me to invest in myself at first, but I could invest in clothes and yeah. eating out every single night and yeah. my eyelashes done yeah. and getting a spray tan and all of these things. Guys, investing in yourself, if you're scared to invest in yourself, it will come back tenfold. First mm-hmm. of all, the happiness and the things that you experience through investing in yourself and working on yourself is way better than getting a fucking pair of shoes. Second of all, it comes back. That money, it's not dropping money on yourself. It's investing money to get more out of it. It adds to your worth. Karma, the universe, God, it's, they see it. They see that. They feel that. And I will, and it's funny, my brother's girlfriend <laughs> said to me a couple months ago, she said, you know, when I first met you, you were like decked out with your Chanel bag and your Calvin Klein collection and your hair and your nail. She's like, when's the last time you showered? Now, <laughs> now looking at me, I'm like, <laughs> but you know, like those things just aren't important to me anymore. Those didn't, and I'm not, if it does bring you joy, of course, but like really deep down in the depths of your soul, like getting a handbag, it's a fast, it's a fast, um, like that, that adrenaline rush, right? You can get those rushes from feeling connected to God, from changing someone's life, from sharing a vulnerable post and people, like you can get those, fill those things. Those were just voids I was filling. I was filling voids with more clothes and nails done and traveling and ordering out and I save it all and put it back into you, really. Into your soul, into your spirit, not your ego. Give your soul a hug, take care of yourself instead of just feeding your ego. Ah, so good. Okay, is there anything that we have missed that that you are just feeling inspired to share right now? Like maybe a certain topic or something that you just keep like feeling inspired to share about, but it just hasn't come up yet. Anything you want to say? Like for me throughout this 2020, for everybody, we've all struggled. We've all gone through some stuff, right? And I feel like 
I allow yourself to have some grace. Um, I'm definitely not perfect by any means. I'm learning as I go, but this year, I feel like this year we're normally like a, like a snow globe. We're always shaking the snow globe. What's next? What can they do? Where can I go? What, da, 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 da. you know, we're always on the go or we don't. And now it forced us to really sit with ourselves Like the snow globes just stopped and it forced us to sit with ourselves and a lot of things may be coming up for people and just allow yourself to have that grace, you know, allow yourself to have the moment that you freaked out or the fight or the, this or the, that, like, no, everyone is going through some stuff. And I feel like when I, even like when me and my husband would get into it and I would get nervous, like, I don't know, like just everyone, everyone is struggling. Just give yourself some grace. Yeah. Utilize the tools that we're talking to you. You know, like we're just like you and I, uh, Maddie and I are just like you girls, yeah. just like you. So mm-hmm. I'm telling you for a reason. I know it's like not listen, like, but yeah, listen, listen to me, listen mm-hmm. to what I'm, I was where you were and, and probably worse off in a lot of ways too. And, and I'm 32 now and I'm still growing. I'm still evolving, but at 23, 24, 25 years old, like, man, I, I'm so proud of where I am today. And I want to be able to, to share that with you girls to, to hopefully make some changes that really significantly impact your life, but give yourself grace, yeah. give yourself grace. Yeah. Implement, implement these habits. Like let yourself lay in bed all day and cry, but for one day and then, then get up and do these habits. Listen to these podcasts that, that Danielle just shared, like just do those uncomfortable things. Does that mean that I don't like cry in the shower for an hour sometimes? No, I I do that, (laughs) but then then turn it cold, sit in that cold shower and then get out and then do something uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Um, and, and then last question would just be, I, I've actually kind of already asked you this question like four times, <laughs> but I'm just going to ask it again, because I know you'll come up with something different. If you at your lowest point was listening into Breaking Butterfly at this very moment, like what would you say directly to her? It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. everything that you're going through right now has a lesson and a purpose and you're going to grow from it. And you are so much stronger than you think you are mm-hmm. so strong. You are so capable. I know you're hurting. I'm here for you. Let's be in this together and let's our, let our pain be our purpose and our messy be our message. Like that's really what I, I it's what I say to myself. Now I look myself in the mirror and I talk to my, my baby, Danielle. I look myself in my eyes, in my soul, and I talk to five-year-old Danielle, 15-year-old Danielle, 23-year-old Danielle, like, I, and I hug myself, and I hold myself, and I'm like, I love you. I'm here for you. Everything you've been through, everything you've experienced is, has come to this point today of where you're at. Look at where you are, how fucking far you've come, Danielle. Like, just pain without reflection is just pain. Pain with reflection equals progress. So sit with the pain that you have, write it down, reflect on it, make, implement some change. And that's how you're going to progress. That's how you're going to grow. Truth. Truth. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. you. Okay. There are so many good tidbits in here. Like you probably need to listen to this, like eight times just to get everything out of I'm it. I'm definitely going to. <laughs> that, that Danielle just shared out of this. I know. I just did a podcast with someone and we were talking about how like sometimes when you're sharing your message and you're tapped in, you just, it just kind of comes out and you like, don't even know what you're saying. So then you go back, you listen to the podcast a couple of times. You're like, wow, I spit some fire. Yes. I love that. I love that. 
But wow, yeah, thank you so much. You just shared so many amazing things that I I will even have to listen back to this and just soak up everything that you shared. Um, and to wrap this up, can you just share where can we find you and what do you have in store? Share a little uh, shameless self promo. Tell us yes. what you're working on, how we can work with you and just just be a part of, of you and your work. Yes. So I'm mainly on Instagram at feeling well with Danielle. Mm -hmm. uh, my website is feeling well with Danielle 2021 feeling well with Danielle podcast will be coming out. So I'm so excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, honestly, like if you are ever looking for that type of community, I'm sure Maddie has a beautiful one as well. You're looking to get on a health and fitness journey. Don't know really where to start. Um, I built a community of over 200 women that focus on movement, meditation, nutrition, and just like supporting each other, having fun, uh, as, as much as we can during this time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, and my goal is to create a vegan, uh, like beginner basics for veganism course, non-toxic skincare. Those are the things that are so important to me. So stay tuned for that. Um, but I just wanted to thank all of you for allowing me into your homes, into your ears. And just, I hope that I, you know, could have provide, could provide some value to you. Cause that is really where I want to be is just contributing and helping other women out there see the beauty in themselves, just as Maddie's doing as well. So thank you so much. For, and I'm, I feel honored to be on this podcast. I'm literally crying. <laughs> I don't know what about what you just said just hit me so hard, but Aww. I feel so grateful to have had you on the podcast. And I think this might have been my longest podcast and I am so stoked about it. I love it. I'm literally going to listen to it like four times. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, ladies. Thank you so much, Maddie. That is a wrap. Bye. All right, guys, I am back. It is just me. And I hope you guys enjoyed that and love that as much as I did. There, like I said at the beginning of the episode, there is so many just juicy, good tidbits of inspiration and information and just, just downloads to help you evolve like truly truly evolve and I hope you got so much out of that um, if you did please please share it with a friend share it with a family member a co-worker share it on your Instagram story and if you do share it on your story make sure you tag feeling well with Danielle uh, as well as tagging me I will link her Instagram and everything in the show notes so you guys can have that easy and ready to go and that is all for this episode. I love you guys so, so much. I hope you have the most beautiful week ever, and I will catch you in my next episode. Bye!